Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Before we get into tonight's lesson, brothers, wallahi, it's great to be back. Uh, it feels amazing, yani, and one of the reasons for that, subhanallah, after traveling to many countries, is uh, the brotherhood here in Sydney, alhamdulillah, is uh, very strong, alhamdulillah. Wallahi, it feels uh, absolutely amazing to see uh, these beautiful faces in the masajid, and strong, alhamdulillah. Uh, one thing I learned overseas, as I said, after traveling to many countries for uh, a fair few years, is brotherhood is one of the most important things in Islam. Brotherhood is one of the most important things in Islam. Don't go away from your brothers off by yourself. Don't stay by yourselves. Always try to have good brothers around you, uh, dragging you to the masajid, dragging you to the lessons and the likes. And you yourself try to be that person as well to uh, your other brothers. Try to be a brother and someone who drags others to the masajid, to the lessons, who guides them, inshallah ta'ala, to coming to these kind of lessons, who enjoys them to goodness and forbids uh, the evil. <coughs> uh, today, inshallah ta'ala, will be our first lesson, as you all know, for the Seerah series. And subhanallah, we're going to get into today how important it is to study the Seerah, and important points regarding the Seerah, why we're going to study the Seerah, who we're studying exactly, and the likes. Inshallah ta'ala, I made it easier upon myself and upon everybody by making it a fortnightly series. So there will be no lesson, obviously, next Friday uh, for the Seerah series, although I'm sure there will be another lesson here uh, from another speaker. So obviously, I encourage everyone to attend at least a lesson, especially on a Friday night. Uh, but inshallah ta'ala, the next lesson for the Seerah will be in a fortnight. And inshallah ta'ala, at the end of the month, we'll be having a barbecue. Uh, so that'll be every single month. The second, the second fortnight, which is pretty much the end of the month, we'll be having a barbecue. So inshallah ta'ala, try your best to attend and uh, grab your brothers. Inshallah, I'm going to try to make them, just so you all know, uh, not advanced lessons. It's not going to be too ilmi. It's not going to be too kind of in detail and the likes. But inshallah, we will take the most important parts of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's life and discuss them. And inshallah, mention a few points about them from a fiqh perspective and also try our best to relate them to our day uh, and age. <coughs> so today, inshallah, as I said, we'll start the series. But before we get into the seerah and everything that happened in the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we need to first understand, brothers, why we're here. And inshallah, I'll try my best to just leave about five minutes at the end for some questions and answers. And for the sisters, you can write them down on a paper. And inshallah, we'll send one of the children to pick them up towards the end of the lesson. So we need to understand why we're here in the first place. We're here, my brothers, as you all know, first and foremost, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. We're here for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to learn about a man. A man who Allah Azza wa Jal sent to mankind and jinnkind as the last of the messengers. As many claim in our day and age to be a prophet or to be a messenger, we know Islamically that there is only one final messenger and he is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. He's a man who Allah azza wa jal sent to us, to mankind and jinnkind, to teach us how to worship Allah azza wa jal and how to live how to be proper human beings. We're living in a time where there's a lot of confusion. We're living in a time where there's a lot of deviancy. So sticking to the teachings of this man, 
of Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the only way to go. He taught us every single thing that we need in our lives, whether that be regarding the dunya or the akhirah. He taught us even how to get dressed, how to get undressed, how to eat, how to sleep, how to drink, how to sit, how to do every single thing. Even when it comes to relations with the spouse, he even taught us about these matters. Even when it comes, as the Jew went to Hudayfa radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and he said, your messenger taught you everything. Hudayfa said proudly and loudly, yes. He even taught us how to go to the toilet. He even taught us how to defecate and urinate. He even taught us how to enter the bathrooms and come out of the bathrooms. Wallahi, my brothers, the only way is the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the way of the pious predecessors, the Salaf. Subhanallah, how from the time of these great men, the Salaf, until today, and until the end of times, the most intricate details, the most fine details of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's life has been studied and analyzed inside out, completely. Books upon books upon books, volumes have been written about this man. Doesn't this make us stop for a second and think, Allahu Akbar? Wallahi, subhanallah, how the life of one man has been studied from beginning to end, from birth to death. And not just his life, but the lives of his family, his grandparents. Wallahi, no man, and we should say this once again loudly and proudly, no man in the history of mankind has been studied like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. No man in the history of mankind has been studied like our messenger, both from the Muslims and the non-Muslims. No people have ever spent and sacrificed more time, more effort, more sleepless nights, more sweat and blood. No people have ever sacrificed more wealth than the Muslims have studying the life of this great man. Studying the life of our messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Studying his character and characteristics. How he was brave. How he was honest and truthful and trustworthy. How he was courageous. No one has ever been studied like this man. Apart from his characteristics and trait, his appearance. Even to the extent they studied his hair. His hair. And the length of his hair. And how it changed from length to length according to different times in his life. And according to different circumstances, circumstances and situations. They studied his birth as we're going to see inshallah in our next lesson. His childhood, his teenagerhood, his adulthood, his death. How life was before his birth and how life was after his death. And it doesn't just stop there. Look, just look how the Muslims and the scholars for well over a thousand years, they studied his wives one by one. Not just his own family, his wives one by one, his mother and father, his grandmother and grandfather and his ancestors, his parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, ancestors, his children, sons, daughters, his lineage.
his foster brothers and foster sisters, his foster mothers, those who breastfed him and the likes. My brothers and sisters, and listen to this, it's not just the people that were studied because of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, even countries, areas were studied. Why? Because Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam just went there. Even wallahi, if he went there for a day, the scholars of Islam would get together and study that area. Where he went, why he went there, what he did there, when did he return? All of these things. Countries, areas, battles, wars, as we're going to say inshaAllah ta'ala in the near future. His companions. How many companions, my brothers? And once again, this is all why. Why am I saying all of this as an introduction to understand who we're studying? Who we're focusing on? Yeah, the kafar go and they study the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we have hundreds of thousands probably of Muslims, if not millions of Muslims. They are ashamed to study the life or they have no time to study the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and who he was. And every single day we are saying, وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا عَبْدُهُ وَرَسُولُهُ وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهُ Subhanallah, his companions, we said, thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people individually studied. Books, volumes, encyclopedias made about these people to see what their relationship to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam was. Did they meet him? Did they greet him? Did they see him? Did they not? Were they his friends? Were they close to him? Were they not? Were they his enemies? How did they relate to him and the likes? Even, even his clothing was studied. That which he wore. You know, us, يعني, when we get dressed, well, many of us, wallahu alam, except maybe a few, يعني, Allahu alam, they, they don't really care what they wear. As long as it looks okay, يعني, that's all right. Except for those who probably sit in the mirror and the likes and you know, they really want to fix themselves up and stuff. Generally speaking, we're not really too fussed what we're wearing. Who cares? A thobe's a thobe, a shirt's a shirt, pants are pants, shoes are shoes, socks are socks, etc. But no, when it came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, absolutely not. It, didn't, it wasn't just he wore a piece of clothing and that's it. His clothing was studied inside out. His animals, his riding beasts, donkeys... Horses were studied, their names. Some even mentioned colors and the likes. We're talking about animals. Why were they studied? Because of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We're talking about inanimate objects. Why were they studied? Because of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. His weapons, his shields, his armor, everything. Everything, my brothers, was studied. Oh, why? Because of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is the one that Allah Azza wa Jal sent and he is the one that Wallahi my brothers and I hope that this is not lip service and I ask Allah Azza wa Jal to accept this love from us but he is the one that we love more than our own mother and father. Everyone needs to understand that. The youth here and the adults here that we should be instilling into the youth, into our children, you love Allah Azza wa Jal and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than you love me and your mother. Or for the sisters more than you love me and your father. Likewise, our parents, they should be loving Rasulullah, first and foremost, Allah Azza wa Jal and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam more than their own children. We love him more than our parents 
our children, our brothers, our sisters, our nephews, our nieces, our work, our wealth, everything. Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu as Abdullah ibn Hisham rahimahullahu ta'ala he narrates. He says, Kunna ma'a Rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fa'akhadha biyadi Umar ibn al-Khattab that we were with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the messenger he took with the hand or by the hand of Umar. He grabbed the hand of Umar. So Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu he said a statement that was recorded in the books of history, the books of hadith and he said, Ya Rasulallah O Messenger of Allah, la anta ahabu ilayya min kulli shay illa min nafsi. You are more beloved to me than everything. Everything except myself. One exception. Ya Rasulullah, I love you more than anything and everything except myself. So, what did the Prophet وسلم, do? Did he accept this? No. Teaching Umar radiallahu anhu and teaching mankind, his ummah and the likes, he said, La walladhi nafsi biyadi. No. By the one in whose hand my soul is. Hatta akuna ahabba ilayka min nafsik. Meaning you will never truly become a complete believer until I, Rasulullah, am more beloved to you than your own self. This is the advice we need to take. And then Umar radiallahu anhu straight away, without delay. He says, now, Ya Rasulullah, al-an, now, la'anta ahabu ilayya min nafsi. Now you are more beloved to me than my own self. Now you are more beloved to me than my own self. And as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, la yu'minu ahadukum hatta akuna ahabba ilayhi min walidih wa waladih wa nasi ajma'in. The Prophet said that none of you will truly believe until I am more beloved to him than his father and his son, if you want to say his children, and all of mankind. And we saw this from the companion, subhanAllah. So it's time for us to follow suit, my brothers. The companions were a perfect example, a perfect practical example of these narrations. They would not only serve the Prophet ﷺ because to them it was not lip service. To them it was action. It was action. It wasn't lip service. They would not only serve him, they would love him, care for him. They would eat with him, sit with him, speak with him, go out with him, go to a war with him, defend Islam with him, sleep with him. Everything they wanted to do was with him because of their love for him. Because of their love for him. So much so that a hadith state that they used to kind of fight over his remnants, his sweat, his leftover wudu water. Because we know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a blessed individual. He was a blessed man, both, both physically, physically and literally and metaphorically, symbolically. And it's sad to see that we are in 2022 going into 2023, and some brothers are in their 20s, 30s, their 40s, and if not older than that, 50s and the likes, and they can tell you about so much regarding the dunya, and they can tell you anything and everything, but if they're told, stand and give a two-minute talk about Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they can't do that. They get stuck. Stand! Tell me about Rasulullah. Just a little bit. Tell me something. They break, break buckle and shake. 
they start to shake so badly that things start to shake that they didn't even know could shake. Huh? They start to shake so badly, things start to shake they didn't even know that could shake, subhanAllah. That's how little they know about him. And wallahi, this is not a dig at anybody. But this is time to reflect upon ourselves. Where do we stand with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Wallahi, my brothers, I'm pretty sure we've all heard how the Salaf would travel days, weeks, months on end for one hadith, just to hear something the Prophet said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Or just to go to someone that heard the Prophet speak. Or just to go to someone that heard someone that heard the Prophet ﷺ speak. And now Islam has been given to us on a golden platter. A golden platter, wallahi. These are the narrations. These are the ahadith and athar. Live with Rasulullah ﷺ. And so many people, whether directly or indirectly, are brushing it away. Huh? Brushing it away. But you tell them... To wake up at 5 a.m. for the World Cup, it's a different story now. It's a di- is it 5 a.m., brothers? What's the, huh? What's the earliest games, brothers? Yani, 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 3 a.m., whatever the time is. Ah, World Cup's in the picture now. It's every four years, Sheikh. I've got to wake up, make the most out of it. But wake up or come, sorry, to a lesson in the afternoon, in the nights, to learn about Islam, to learn about Allah. To learn about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To learn about aqeedah and tawheed. Shaykh, wallah, I'm just a bit busy today. I'm working late. Oh, what about next week? Wallah, I'm working late. What about in a year's time? I'm working late as well. I booked it out. Uh, why don't you come to the lesson, akhi? Wallah, my cat died. I'm in, I'm in the morning period. I'm in my idda. Seriously, brothers, wallahi, yani, how sad is it that there are people like this? And as I said, this is not a dig at anybody. But isn't it sad and upsetting Wallahi, very sad and upsetting that we have people and may Allah not make us from them. And if we are from them, may Allah Azza wa Jal allow us to change. But we have people that act like this. A week, subhanAllah, two weeks, three weeks, they go and they don't even see the masajid. They don't even see a single lesson. But when a famous speaker, for example, from overseas is to come, they all rush to the masajid for that lesson. And then after that, you don't see them, Wallahu A'lam, to the next year. Isn't it sad? That is very sad. So let us not be from amongst these individuals. The companions, just look at this, my brothers. I want to just give you an example of what the companions and how the companions used to sacrifice. And compare that to us today. The companions would say, we used to fight. We used to fight along with the Prophet ﷺ. And we had nothing to eat except the leaves of trees. Subhanallah. And then you get some people as well saying, they're men and we're men. No, they're men and many of us are males. I'm sure you've heard that, that not every male is a man. The point is that these are real men, brothers. These are real men. We used to fight alongside Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we had nothing to eat except leaves. And the companion that mentioned this, do you know what he said, brothers, after that? He said that so much so that pretty much to summarize it and paraphrase it, when we used to go to the toilet, the number two, when we used to defecate, it used to come out like the bores of a camel or a sheep. You know, when the camels, the sheep, the uh, goats, the cows, if you've ever been on a farm, we've mentioned this before, they eat grass all day. So you see that when they end up doing the number two, it's like a ball of grass almost. It's like a ball of grass, it crumbles, subhanAllah. This is how their defecation was because that's all they had. 
leaves, leaves. And alhamdulillah, we are living in luxury today. So once again, let us reflect. Suhail ibn Amr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the negotiator of the Treaty of Hudaybiyyah, he said what? He said, I, have, I had visited. This is what, brothers, this is an example of how much they loved Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Muslims meaning and the companions. I had visited the Roman emperor. And I visited the Persian emperor. And I visited Negus, the king of Abyssinia. But I have never in my life, Wallahi, how beautiful is this? I have never in my life seen a leader that is so loved and respected like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Never. Never. And as I said, brothers, imagine now Rasulullah was here sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We'd all rush and flock to him. So why when there's a teacher speaking about him, mentioning what he said, teaching what he said, explaining what he said, a lot of people just don't come. We're not saying, I'm not saying come to my lessons, but go to lessons wherever they are. Whoever is giving it, as long as it's from the correct source. It's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now brothers, let us for, just for this lesson, take it a bit easy as I said, as the introductory lesson inshallah. We'll mention a few points as to why it's so important to study the seerah. It's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam first and foremost brothers. The person who is more beloved to us than our own families and our own selves. And when you love someone... You want to get to know them. When you love someone naturally, you want to get to know them. You know, whoever's married and done the engagement whole process and went and visited the, in, the now in-laws and the likes, yani what do you do when you're first kind of like getting to know the girl and you're going over and you're sitting and her dad's there probably. You're, go, you're trying to get as much as you can. Not only are you trying to go every single day, your mom's sending you, Yami, come my son, just come eat once in the week at my house. I've got to go see my... My fiance, I gotta go see my soon-to-be wife. Cause why? You, you, pretty much, you're in love, Yani. You wanna get to know her. You wanna learn about her. You wanna learn about her. So this is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We just accepted, and we just agreed that we love him more than our own selves. So how can you not go and learn about him? Just that point alone, my brothers, is enough for us, Wallahi, to say, you know what? Let us pull our socks up. Let us wake up to ourselves. And subhanAllah, I don't doubt that you guys have done that. Alhamdulillah, once again, this isn't directed to anyone here. This is just a self-reflection, subhanAllah, to get us to think that if we're not doing this, we need to really pull our socks up, subhanAllah. We need to really, putting it straight forward, wake up to ourselves in our slang and the likes. So you want to get to know them. Uh, if you love someone, so we got to get to know Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then after that, the next step is to love what he loved. Hate what he hated. Do what he did and stay away from that which he stayed away from. Look what Abu Dhar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he said to Rasulullah, he says, Ya Rasulullah, ar-rajulu yuhibbu al-qawm wa la yastati'u an yaf'ala aw ya'mala ka'amalihim. Ya Rasulullah, a man, he loves people or he loves someone, if you'd like to say, but he can't do like what they do. They do Allahu Akbar. They do Allah. He can't do. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Anta ya Abu Dhar ma'a man ahbabt. You, oh Abu Dhar, you're with the one that you love. You're going to be with the one that you love. So Abu Dhar got happy here. What did he say? Qala fa'inni uhibbu allaha wa rasoola. Ya Rasulullah, I love Allah and his messenger. That's who I love. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, fa'innaka ma'a man ahbabt. You, once again, Abu Dhar, you're with the ones that you love. So if we want to be with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, love him. And how can you love someone you don't know? How can you love someone you don't know? Impossible. 
unless it's lip service, impossible, you can really love them. How many, for example, deaths do we hear of on a daily basis? A weekly basis. But you know what we do many times? We just say, Rahimahullah, Rahimahullah, and scroll. Why? Because we don't know them. We don't know them. But when it comes to someone who's a family member, or someone who you grew up with, you went to school with them, you went to college with them, you worked with them every day, there's a relationship here. You know about them, so you love them, so you care. This is very important. And also the second point, brothers, is we only know how to worship Allah through the teachings of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah azza wa jal, he says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ Say, يعني, O Muhammad, say, if you truly love Allah, because there's a lot that claim they do, but if you really love Allah, then follow me, يعني رسول الله, and Allah will love you. We don't worship Allah based off of our whims and desires and innovations and one, two, three, no. We worship Allah based off of what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us. And how can we know what he taught us if we don't study his life? And also the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, All of my nation, all of my ummah, all of my people, will enter paradise except the ones that reject and the ones that refuse. So it was said to him, who's going to refuse Ya Rasulullah? Yani, logically, who's going to refuse Jannah? Nobody. So then the Prophet wasallam gave us a very important principle. He says, Man ata'ani Whoever obeys me, he will enter paradise. And whoever disobeys me, he is the one that rejected. This is why the Salaf were so staunch to do everything he did, to leave off everything he left off and the Salaf left off. Sufyan al-Thawri, he says, إن استطعت أن لا تحك رأسك إلا بأثر ففعل. That if you're able to not even scratch your head, except with an athar, Except, قَالَ رَسُولَ اللَّهُ قَالَ اللَّهُ قَالَ رَسُولَ اللَّهُ قَالَ أَحَدُ السَّلَفِ If you're able to do that, accept with that, then do that. Meaning, if you can, don't even scratch your head unless you have an effort for it. That's how strict they were on following the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Thirdly, my brothers, we need to know how to react to certain scenarios that happen in our lives. Every single thing we go through, and we're going through, and we will go through, I guarantee you, when you look into the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the rest of the prophets, you will find an answer there. You will find something that you can relate to. You will find solutions there in the seerah for everything and anything. Or at least you can extract points of benefit which can relate to whatever you're going through. Ibn Uyayna, he says, Rahimahullah, إِنَّ الرَّسُولَ هُوَ الْمِيزَانُ الْأَكْبَرِ فَعَلَيْهِ تُعْرَضُ الْأَشْيَاءِ عَلَى خُلُقِهِ وَسِيرَتِهِ وَهَدِّهِ فَمَا وَافَقَهَا هُوَ الْحَقِّ وَمَا خَالَفَهَا هُوَ الْبَاطِلِ That the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is the criterion. He is the measuring system. Upon him all things are measured. Upon him all things are measured compared to upon his character, his life biography and his guidance. That which conforms to that, that is the truth and that is good. 
That which does not, that is falsehood and that is wrong and that is evil. Fourthly, my brothers, and subhanAllah, contemplate upon this and how true this is. If all we got from coming this fortnight is being able to say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam every time we hear Muhammad's name sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wallahi we are the winners. And that is sufficient and that is enough for us. If all we got is us sitting down here in the masjid, inshaAllah ta'ala, in the company of angels and the likes, in the protection of Allah Azza wa Jal, inshaAllah, and hearing the name of our blessed Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and us repeating that, that is enough. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and we hear it every single Ramadan. Every single Ramadan, we hear a shaykh or the mashaykh say, when the Prophet went up the mimbar, one step, two step, three steps, he said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. And when he was asked, Ya Rasulullah, why did you say that? After he said, Jibreel alayhi salam came to me and he made three supplications. So I answered his supplication and I said, Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. And Ameen means what, my brothers? It means, may Allah accept. Or I ask Allah to accept. Allahumma stajib. Oh Allah, accept. What was one of the things that he said Ameen to? The best of angels makes dua. May his nose be rubbed in dust. One of the translations, may he be disgraced. Ya Allah, who's this person? Allahu Akbar, this is a very serious thing. The best of angels making dua and the best of mankind and creation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying, Ameen, O oh Allah, answer this dua. What is it? May his nose be rubbed in dust or may he be disgraced. The one who I mentioned in front of and he does not send salutations upon me. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, the stingy individual is the one, the stingy individual is the one who when my name is mentioned in front of him, he does not send salutations upon me. This is the stingy individual. You know, we think of stingy always with money, but this is a stingy individual who the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to as stingy. Uh, some people, my brothers, you may know even some yourselves, maybe they're even family or the likes, they will, you, you, wallahi, just in this one sitting that we've sat already, this 30, 35, 40 minutes that we're sitting and will be done inshallah very shortly. You have said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You have said and sent salutations and prayers and peace on the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahi, more than what some people do in an entire year, just in this one half an hour. More than what some people do in two or three years. And that shows us the state that the ummah is in. Fifthly, my brothers, to know also when certain verses came down or some narrations so that they're not misunderstood. How many times do the people of innovation misunderstand certain concepts because they, refer, they refuse to refer, meaning they refuse, they fail to go back to the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ and see how was this verse revealed? Where was this verse revealed? When was this verse revealed? And how, where, when was this statement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said? Uh, it's a big means of misunderstanding when you fail to go back to the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If we can just get one of the kids, maybe one of the boys to go down to the sisters, knock on the door, see if there's any questions. And the sisters can pass over inshaAllah ta'ala the piece of paper. Uh, who wants to send their kids brothers before we finish off inshaAllah? You can send, okay, very good. So... 
uh, as we said, 50, my brothers, is to know when certain verses came down or some narration so that they're not misunderstood. And sixthly, studying the seerah, it helps boost our iman and we can relate to certain events which happened in the life and times of the Prophet wasallam. Because no doubt, my brothers, belief, iman, it goes up and it goes down. Wallahi, whilst I've been overseas yani, for pretty much almost these two years and last two years, Many brothers have messaged and when I ask or we speak, even when I come back, uh, what have you been doing? I haven't been doing much. I haven't been attending many lessons, one, two, three. These are brothers that were attending three, four, five times uh, for those who know Yani Auburn and other centers and the likes. But now they're maybe on an Iman low, maybe they're not going as much, etc. This is something natural, my brothers. And this is why I mentioned at the start, one of the most important things in Islam is what? Is brotherhood. Because when you're on that low, when you're feeling a bit down, your brother, he picks you up. And that's why the Prophet sallallahu mentioned, Al-Mu'min mir'atul mu'min, and in another narration, Al-Mu'min mir'atul akhi, that the believer uh, is the brother of the other believer. And in one narration, the believer is a mirror, uh, a mirror of his brother. When you look at your brother feeling low, feeling down, not coming to the lessons, not coming to the masajid, call him. Message him, speak to him, try to bring him. And inshallah ta'ala, when he's on that iman high, and we're maybe on that iman low, he'll be there for us inshallah. Uh, just inshallah to finish off brothers, another five, ten minutes inshallah maximum. Yani, I just wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention one beautiful hadith, the hadith of Hanzala. One of the companions by the name of Hanzala, he said when Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu met him in one of the streets, he says, Nafaqa Hanzala. Hanzala has become a hypocrite. This is who? A companion. What's a hypocrite? A hypocrite is someone, as we know, someone who inside pretty much he hates Islam. He's not a believer. He's not a Muslim. But outside, he portrays Islam. He tries to make it out like he is a Muslim. So how is the companion saying, Hanzala has become a hypocrite? What happened? So Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu looks at him. And he says, How is that? How, O oh how have you become a hypocrite? Why have you become a hypocrite? Why are you saying that? So he says, Subhanallah, that when we are with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we're with him in his company, when we're in his company, and he reminds us of Jahannam, the hellfire, and Jannah, paradise, it's as if, we can see them too with our very own eyes. That's the iman high that we're on. That's the boost that we're on, subhanAllah. That when we're with him, when he speaks about Jannah, Jahannam, it's like Allahu Akbar, we're up there when it comes to our belief and our faith. But the problem is what? Uh, when we are away from the messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we attend to our wives, we attend to our children, we attend to our business. And is that not our day in lives today and day in age today? When you're in the masajid with the mashayikh, with the du'at, with your brothers, alhamdulillah, the iman is up, it's high. But then when we you know, get busy with our wives, when we get busy with our families, when we get busy with our businesses and the likes, we end up leaving the masajid, we end up leaving the lessons, etc. We get naturally on that iman low. So look what he says, that when we're with our wives, our businesses, our children, most of these things slip out of our minds. So Abu Bakr now, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he feels the same way. 
So he says, let us go to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So they went. Now Hanzala radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he says to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, Hanzala has become a hypocrite. So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, and why is that? What happened to you? So Hanzala told him that Ya Rasulullah, when we're in your company, one, two, three, and he mentioned about the Jannah and Jahannam, the paradise and the hellfire, but when we're away from you, it slips out of our minds and stuff like this. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, look what he says. He says, by the one in whose hand my life is, if your state of mind and your iman remains the same as it is in my presence, and you are always busy in the remembrance of Allah, the angels would have shook hands with you in your beds and on your roads. But alhamdulillah, time should be devoted to this, and time should be devoted to this. Meaning there's balance in Islam, my brothers. Yes, there is time for the dunya, and there is time for the wives, for the children, for the businesses, but also we need to give time to the deen. We need to give time to our religion. We need to give time to learning about Allah Azza wa Jal and about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the seventh thing is we want to revive the ummah, and better the ummah and give strength to the ummah, then how are we going to do so without knowing that which gave strength to the ummah and life to the ummah back then? As Imam Malik, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says what means that nothing will rectify the state of the end of this ummah until or like that which rectified the state of the start of the ummah. Yani if you want victory today, the only way to achieve victory, the only way to achieve strength, is to go back and see how did they achieve the victory? How did they achieve the strength and follow in those footsteps? And also my brothers in the seerah is a lesson for ourselves and our families. Because when you study seerah, as we mentioned earlier, you're not just studying about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself, you're studying about his wives, you're studying his parents, his grandparents, his children and everything that we mentioned. So inna is a lesson for us and inna is a lesson for our families our wives, our children, etc. How many wives they complain about their husbands? How many husbands they complain about their wives? How many parents complain about their children? And how many children complain about their parents? But where is the answer? The answer, wallahi, the answer and the solution is in the seerah, the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to see how did he deal with things? How did he deal with things? What did he do? How did he act? How did he react and the like? For the seerah teaches us how to be mothers, how to be fathers, how to be proper parents, proper children, how to be warriors and soldiers, how to be teachers, how to be mashaykh and du'at and imams. The seerah teaches us everything. Everything is in the seerah. And lastly, my brothers, we comfort ourselves through the life of the Prophet we look at what they went through and wallahi, you compare it to what we are going through and you realize we're not going through anything. We're not going through anything. Everything and anything that we've went through in our lives, my brothers, even though in the moment, yes, we may feel like this is too much. <clears throat> we may feel like this is a lot. But read what they went through and listen to what they went through and you'll see really, is it a lot? It's not. Wallahi, it's not. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said in a narration, and some of the ulama mentioned that this narration is weak, he says, if one of you is afflicted with a calamity, then let him remember his calamity by me, meaning my death. 
for indeed it is the greatest of calamities. The greatest of calamities was the death of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And I personally have about an hour and a half lesson on Al-Bayan radio on the YouTube if I recall correctly or Masjid Al-Azhar. You can go back and listen to that if you have the time about the death of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But the point is my brothers that wallahi when we feel like we're going through Allah and we're going through too much etc. When we feel like this Look at Rasulullah's life, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at what he went through. Look at the companions. Look at the righteous. Look at the salaf, etc. And inshallah ta'ala, that'll be a means of lessening your struggle, lessening your worry and the likes. And I'll end with this statement from Ali ibn Hussein, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Zainul Abidin. Listen to this, and this will summarize the whole lesson of the importance of learning the seerah. He says, Kunna nu'allim, and we can say also, Kunna nu'allam maghazi, meaning seerah to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if we say it like this, it's Kunna nu'allimu maghazi or seerah to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, kama nu'allimu surata min al-Quran, that we used to teach, and you can also change the harakat, and it will mean we used to be taught the seerah, of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the battles and the wars and the likes, just like we used to be taught or we used to teach a chapter of the Quran. Subhanallah. How important is the Quran in our lives? We all know it's very, very important. And look what Ali ibn Hussein, the son of Ali ibn Abi Talib, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, what does he say? He says, We used to teach and we used to be taught the seerah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, just like we used to teach yani, or be taught a chapter of the Qur'an. So take it upon yourself from now, brothers, as I said. It's once a fortnight. Wallahi, it's not much. And as I said, if all we got from this is the brotherhood and being together and sending salutations on the Prophet ﷺ, studying his life and times and the likes, wallahi, alhamdulillah, that's sufficient. But as I mentioned, alhamdulillah, there will be a bonus, which is the barbecue, inshaAllah ta'ala, next fortnight. Wallahu a'ala wa a'lam wa salli lahumma wa salli wa barik ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. This program was presented by Al-Bayan Voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.